Welcome to the plot podcast. I'm your host, Mark Cole, editor and publisher of Odessa Steps Magazine and host of the Winter Palace Podcast. The plot is a co-production of Odessa Steps Magazine and the When It Was Cool Network. Today, instead of looking at some of the best in the spy and heist genres in popular culture, we're going to look at what happens when a sequel goes bad, when it doesn't have its main creative talent behind it, and also a spin-off that is not horrible, but may be seen as problematic in 2022. Think of all the animals you've ever heard about, like rhinoceroses and tigers, cats and mink. There are lots of funny animals in all this world, but have you ever seen a panther that is pink? Think! A panther that is positively pink! Well, here he is, the pink panther. Everybody loves a panther, that's me. He really is a groovy cat, and he's a gentleman, a scholar, he's a acrobat. He's in the pink, the pink panther, the rinky-dink panther. And it's as plain as your nose that he's the one and only truly original panther pink from head to toe. So, did you know there was a Pink Panther movie that was made without Peter Sellers that was not directed by Blake Edwards and did not have a theme song by Henry Mancini? Well, that's what we're going to talk about now. Having already made the original Pink Panther and A Shot in the Dark, which was the second film, the Mirish Corporation wanted to make a third Pink Panther film. The only problem was Blake Edwards and Peter Sellers were making The Party at the same time, and Henry Mancini was also doing the music for it. Well, they decided that they were not going to take no for an answer, and so they decided they were going to make their own Pink Panther movie without the creator of the series and the star and the man who made the iconic music. So what do we have? We have the 1968 film Inspector Clouseau. Directed by veteran American comedy producer-director Bud Yorkin, a man who was famously partners with Norman Lear for all those great comedies in the 60s and 70s. And who was playing Inspector Clouseau, you ask? Alan Arkin. Yes, the actor best known probably now for Catch-22 and The In-Laws. But at the time, he had just made The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, in which we got to see him use a funny accent. So conventional wisdom says, hey, if he can play a Russian, he can play Inspector Clouseau. Well, about that. Let's take a listen to the trailer, and you can probably make some informed decisions without even knowing any more about the film than that. Sir Charles, could you tell us what came of your meeting with the Prime Minister this morning? Well, all I can say at this time is that we are bringing in someone to take command of the entire investigation. An outsider? Well, uh, yes. First, the Pink Panther. Then, a shot in the dark. Put Clouseau on another case. They wouldn't dare. Have you anything to declare? No, no, I'm just your average, typical French tourist on a humble English vacation. Good. Can I see your passport? Yes. Inspector Clouseau always starts a case by getting down to the bare facts. Are you trying to keep a policeman from his duty? I love the way you eat. Like a jungle animal. <laughs> his coldly logical mind is always at work. 
There is a time for laughing and a time for not laughing. And this is not one of them. I think you'll be pleased with these items that you requested. The smoke signal matches that you asked for. Oh, yes. Wonderful thing to have them. Allow me. If Clouseau is to solve this case, he has to play the game. One false step, and he's a dead man. In his unending search for perfection, sometimes Clouseau's spirit gets deflated. You know, everything's going to turn out all right. It's not! They're going to kill me! They're going to kill me, I tell you! Thanks. I needed that. Get into the car, Jacques! Quick! Put Clouseau on another case. They wouldn't dare. They dared. So what's the plot, you ask? Well, there have been a series of robberies in England, notably the Great Train Robbery, which was a very famous uh, incident in 60s British culture. And apparently the gang behind the robbery is using that money to finance up a robbery, and Scotland Yard is flummoxed. So they turn to Interpol or the Chirte, or whoever Clouseau was working for at this time, for help. And they bring in Clouseau. And so we meet the police commissioner, we meet the head of Scotland Yard, and we get the briefing, and yada, yada, yada. Um, that's about it. The weird thing about this film is it's partially a farce, as the Pink Panther films are, but it's weirdly combined with a James Bond film. Uh, as you heard in the trailer, Clouseau has a bunch of gadgets, which of course go wrong, You've got your femme fatales, and like the Bond films, um, they use this film to introduce a very attractive European woman uh, making her film debut, who was Delia Bacardo, who was posing as a maid, then it turns out as an Interpol agent, etc., etc. And there are crooked police in Scotland Yard, and etc., etc. There's a lot of really good talent in this film, including Arkin. Frank Finley, Beryl Reed, and some other people that would you would know from British comedy and British film of the 60s and 70s that are in this. Doctor Who fans can look for Anthony Ainley, who was the 1980s master in a small part in this. And of course, Arkin is great. The sum of the parts in this film just don't do it justice. They don't do the actors themselves any justice, and they don't do the legacy of the Pink Panther any justice. Would I recommend this film? As a curiosity, yes. As an actual evening's entertainment, no. But it is an interesting historical document. Uh, so, after that, we're going to look at another spinoff from the Pink Panther franchise that actually predates Inspector Clouseau and was a little more successful.
Inspector Clouseau was made in 1968, but the Inspector, the cartoon version of Inspector Clouseau, first appeared in 1965 and was the second of the Pink Panther franchise series cartoons made by DePatty Freeling. The Pink Panther cartoon, the first Pink Panther cartoon, Pink Fink, which is the one where the panther is trying to paint a house pink, where the little short mustachioed painter is trying to paint it blue, which you probably know, uh, came the year before and won an Oscar. That was the first time an animation studio won an Oscar with its first production. But anyway, that was 1964. And then in 1965, they made The Inspector, which debuted in all places in the theaters before the James Bond film Thunderball. Of course, we have many of the familiar characters from the Pink Panther series, Maya's the Panther, of course. We have The Inspector, uh, voiced by Pat Harrington Jr., who you probably uh, best remember as Schneider from One Day at a Time, and the Commissioner, who is not named... Uh, the Inspector is never named Clouseau in the cartoon, and the Commissioner is never named Dreyfus in the cartoons. The Commissioner was originally voiced by the recently deceased great Larry Storch, and then, after a couple episodes, was replaced by... The great Paul Frees, who you may remember as the voice of Boris Badenoff, among the other recurring character is Sergeant Dudu, as in Tutu, pronounced Dudu, as in number two, who was also voiced by Harrington, who was a Spanish-speaking gendarme who loved Mexican food and would constantly mix up his Spanish and his French, which was always an annoyance to the inspector. The first short was called The Great De Gaulle Stone Operation and was directed by the great Warner Brothers director Fritz Freeling, who was of course the Freeling half of the Patty Freeling, and was co-directed by his longtime assistant Jerry Chinake, who would direct many of the later television episodes. The plot involves the inspector trying to protect the great de Gaulle stone, a giant diamond worth 10 million francs, from the international spy thief known as the brothers Mats O'Reilly, who are a three-headed spy named, pardon me for this, Weft, White, and Wong. Uh, one of them speaks with a Russian accent, which is Paul Fries during Boris Badenov. One of them speaks it with an American accent, and the third speaks with an Asian accent, as you might imagine. Um, you get your usual five minutes of one steals the diamond back from the other, and so forth and so on. There's a lots of wacky Bond-style gadgets. In fact, in fact, both their car and which turns into a plane is black and has a skull and crossbones, which is very reminiscent of Professor Fate from the Blake Edwards great film, The Great Race, which very may end up being an episode on this show. The brothers Metz O'Reilly are also the villain that you can see in the opening animated credits of A Shot in the Dark, which we mentioned before, which is the second Pink Panther film starring Peter Sellers and Elkie Summer. But now let's listen to an excerpt from the third episode of the Inspector series, the last to 
feature Larry Storch as the commissioner. This is called Napoleon Blown Apart. The news of the Mad Boomer's prison break put the commissioner in a state of extreme agitation. Inspector, we must apprehend this madman. As you know, he swore to get the official that sent him to prison. And that official is me. <laughs> but don't worry, I will protect you. Hey, this gift package here, this came for the commissioner. Maybe that's his birthday or something, eh? Don't touch it. It could be a bomb. Uh, Judo, see, take uh, this package down to the lab and subject it to the usual tests, please. See, and don't say see, say we. <laughs> see, I mean we, I mean, uh, what do I mean? <laughs> It didn't explode, I see. I mean, we. So you see, it was absolutely harmless, huh? Here, listen to the cuckoo. What do you come, Missioner? I. Shut up! I've listened to enough cuckoos for one day. The first thing you may notice in that clip is a laugh track. Uh, that was not there in the original theatrical release. Those were added when the episodes went to television when the Pink Panther show was created in 1969. Of course, the other thing you can probably heard is the comical cartoon explosion. This episode is full of bomb gags, as you might imagine. The Mad Bomber is constantly blowing up the commissioner. And in fact, the episode ends with, of all things, the commissioner planting a bomb in the inspector's office to blow him up and the inspector thinking that maybe the Mad Bomber was not caught after all. And as we sort of teased originally, you can, this is full of comedy French accents and comedy Spanish accents done by Pat Harrington and Larry Storch, and that might be the kind of thing that probably would not fly in 2022. And when the television debuted, you also got some of the non-Pink Panther Inspector cartoons such as Ant in the Aardvark, Tijuana Toads, Mr. Draw and Roland and Ratfink and such and such. Eventually the cartoon was expanded from a half hour to 90 minutes when it became the all-new Pink Panther laugh and a half hour and a half show, show introducing Mr. Jaw which had live action segments in it. That sounds so very 1970s variety show, doesn't it? And of course, the Pink Panther cartoons pretty much have stayed in reruns on various cable channels and such since the 70s. They were on Cartoon Network for a while. I believe now they are currently on MeTV. Uh, I neglected to mention earlier, but the Inspector Clouseau film starring Alan Arkin, you can watch on Prime Video. Oddly, the other Pink Panther films are not on Prime for free. They're on Stars, And for a while, Inspector Clouseau was not part of the Pink Panther DVD box sets that were released, but I believe it was included in the most recent box set edition. That's it for today. Hopefully next time we'll be talking about something that I can 100% wholeheartedly endorse as a piece of pop culture and not a curiosity to be watched in sort of between your fingers. Be sure to listen to the other podcasts here on the When It Was Cool Network. Thanks for listening. Bye.